0: It's
1: the Score North Twin Show. Wah wah. Yeah, the twins got their asses kicked in game three. Nine to one by the Houston Astros. Uh, This is a live edition here on the Score North YouTube channel of the Score North Twin Show. It's Mackie, it's Judd, it's our guy Declan spinning plates behind the scenes a raucous target field crowd again in the pregame you had you had Yo- a great moment Johan Santana really cool. Joe Mauer, mm-hmm. first pitch and before Johan throws out the first pitch they sent Pablo Lopez out to give him the ball to throw to Joe Mauer, and Johan says wait don't come any closer and Pablo was like what? and Johan unveils his Pablo Lopez jersey and fans were jacked up Sonny Gray starts the game 0-2 count right away to Altuve here we go And then the wheels kind of came off, and so we'll dive into a pie chart of blame. We will do an immaculate grid here on the show. But let's shout out a couple of our friends who make this show possible. I saw this thing, uh, the Scornar Twin Show, hit eighth on the Apple National Baseball charts earlier this morning. Really?
0: You guys are awesome. Yes.
1: So you guys have pushed this show to the moon over the past few weeks and we appreciate that uh so before we get to a pie chart of blame declans the chef and an immaculate gridge tell the audience uh, about ugly deck not not upper deck where those yes, home runs yes, are landing this yes. is ugly deck so,
0: so the twins put forth today an ugly performance ugly deck is named ugly but they actually are going to give you a beautiful deck so if this makes sense Ugly Deck actually is the closer. It's the winner. It wins every series. And right now they're offering what they're calling a Reserve My Deck Package Now special for the DIYer who wants to build a deck in the spring and save huge. This is um, for a limited number of customers who reserve their deck package now uglydeck.com is offering up to $1,000 off a full package plus locked in 2023 pricing uglydeck.com will deliver your deck package to your driveway by may 1st of next year and uh, you're gonna save as much as get this you guys $10,000 on your deck build yes that's right $10,000 $10,000 on your deck build and with with uh what ugly deck does for you. You get free plans a free coach and a coach. That's good at their job uh, access to their online deck build Academy, and they will install your footings and ledger. You do the rest and save uglydeck.com. Click on the reserve my deck package now button and save 10 grand. And of course, tell them score North a uh, twin show and the guys from score North told you to inquire because you're going to come away a winner.
1: Yes. We'll tell you about hire a pro a little bit later on in the show here, but uh, I don't want to spoil Declan's pie chart of blame here. So Maybe Declan can can do it however he wants. I just want your main takeaways from this game here. They got smoked nine to one. What's like the the thing that stood out, Judd, to you?
0: Okay, so we're gonna. I think we're going to, as we do often after games like this, focus on nine to one. Nine runs against, right? Nine runs against. They gave up nine runs, Uh, but I did a a little bit of math uh, before we started here, and I looked back at their last ten Twins playoff games, and in that time. They are now three and seven. They beat Toronto twice, and Houston they beat on Sunday, okay? But in that time, by my count, they are averaging 2.5 runs per game, and that includes the six-run game on Sunday. Yeah. 2.5 runs. So this this all comes back, guys, to what it started off. It's really a conversation about can you get clutch hits. The Twins had three hits today but had a ton of uh, action on the bases because of walks. So my main takeaway is this. Sonny Gray didn't have a great start, and yes, they eventually gave up nine runs, but it's the offense that continues to let this team down.
1: Yeah. I think if you would have told me Christian Javier is going to walk five batters with no other information, if you would have just said, hey, the only stat I'm going to give you is Christian Javier, the Astro starting pitcher, is going to walk five, and I think he plunked someone, too, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Jeffers, did he hit Jeffers? Yep. Yep. So he He walked five and plunked a guy. Do the Twins win the game? I would have said, whoo boy. They Well, they certainly score runs, right? They certainly probably put a crooked number up somewhere. I feel like it's almost impossible to only score one run in a game in which the starting pitcher walks five and hits a guy. And yet, yep. here we are. So, yeah, it is outside of that six-run outburst, the 20-year continuous problem for this team, different rosters, different managers, everything is they don't score runs in the postseason. They still have a great chance to win this series. Home game tomorrow, again, Joe Ryan, if you get the best version of him, can be a really, really good starting pitcher. So, if they can win and send it to a game five, and then Pablo's back on the mound. So, my my takeaway isn't that they're screwed or that the sky is falling. They just have to win a baseball game at home and force a game five, and so... I'm still in wait and see mode here.
0: Jose Urquidy, uh D- Dusty announced a post game. He will get the start. He was hurt a lot of mm-hmm. the, the year. I think he pitched a shutout uh, late in the season after he came back. But as far as pitching goes, like this should be, this is not a oh my god Ryan starting and Houston's going to have their ace. I mean this this should be a very even type of game. And again, the bats have to produce. So yeah, the, yeah.
2: The, the the bookends of this, first inning and ninth inning. Seven of the Houston nine runs came in those three in those innings, first inning and the ninth inning. Um the Twins had every opportunity to come back in this game. Same amount of men that were left on base for Houston, Twins and Houston both left nine men each on base. So there was opportunities here. Um the score looks like it was an absolute ass kicking and it felt like though the Twins had numerous chances to get there. They just couldn't win this game.
1: Yeah, they couldn't get a hit. You know they kept and they kept swinging at like the Oh, yeah. I mean, Javier has a really good slider, and the Twins just had, like, no ability to lay off it. He's not throwing it in the zone very often, too. He's using it as a pitch to get you to chase. Like, Royce Lewis was just way over-amped up today in a couple at-bats, for sure. Is there
0: something about that slider that played w- with the early uh, early game afternoon shadows? Because Houston seemed to hit the ball just fine early in. and I mean, the shadows do play a role, but it was like the Twins couldn't see the ball.
1: Yeah. I mean I'm just asking. Yeah. I'm not making excuses. No, I know, and I, I heard that I heard that in the postgame too. But at the end of the day, like the shadows are the same for both teams and That's one team scored nine runs and the other yes. team had one hit until like the seventh. And Houston so.
0: scored four in the first. Yeah. Thanks in large part to a guy that Declan's da. gonna get to. All right,
1: let's yeah That's why let's, I'm throwing it to you. Let's do it. Let's get to the pie chart of blame here from Declan. Rock knows Chef how Declan you feel about pie. How many slices are we dealing with here?
2: We're dealing with five slices of pie, Okay. five slices of pie. Actually, the culprits were mostly sliced up by like the sixth or seventh inning. And then there was some ingredients that were sprinkled or, uh, or yeah, yeah, ingredients that were sprinkled into each slice that I had to change up a little bit. in the Like, a, like a topping,
1: like a little, what, yeah. like a pie topping kind of.
2: Okay. Yeah. So five slices of pie. We're going to start from the bottom and work our way up. Thought about being dramatic and going from the top and going from the bottom. But we're, we're going to build this up a little bit here, a little bit of suspense. Okay. Uh, so five percent to Matt Walner. Yeah, Matt Walner, I need you to act like you've been there a little bit. And I know you're a rookie, but when you're when you're when you're trying to get the team pumped up because you're taking a walk, doesn't really do a lot for me when you're down six or seven runs, pal.
1: We need bombs. We need bombs, not walks. Bombs, no not hits. walks from Matty Walner. Yeah, you know?
2: zero hits for Matt Walner this postseason. Doesn't have a single hit. Now he made a nice, you know, diving catch today draw a couple walks, tries to get the bench fired up. That's not going to do it for me, Matt. I need a little bit more from you. Need a little bit more from that, Pat. And you get a little slice of pie. Just 5%, but you deserve a slice of pie in this pie. Try to blame.
0: 0 for 8, 5 strikeouts.
1: He didn't well walk earned. twice, like Dex said, but yeah, you know what? We're kind of at the stage where you're you're going to come up mostly with a guy or two on here and there. and yeah, The walks, I, I can appreciate getting on base. That's fine. But Matty Walner's in that lineup to hit bombs. Yes. At some point, going to need, need a ball. Know your role.
2: Okay. Second piece of pie. Maybe this is too low to some, but to me, he's not really a big factor. 10% to Sonny Gray. Sonny Gray absolutely deserves a spot in here when you allow five runs. Four of them were earned, which we'll get to. But I thought Sonny Gray mostly actually pitched okay in this game. I don't think Sonny Gray is the reason you lost this game. I don't think Sonny Gray is the second reason you really lost this game. Sonny Gray throws a lot of pitches. That was the case today. His strike rate was really good, but that's Sonny Gray. He's going to throw a lot of pitches and kind of work himself uh, around a little bit. I think Royce joked with us on Tuesday morning that he likes to pitch when it's 3-2. and Um, When you give up five runs, four earned, like you for sure weren't perfect today, but Sonny Gray, in my opinion, is not a big reason of why you lost Mm. this game. So he gets a slice of pie, but it's just 10%.
1: I agree with this. I agree he, he has to be in the pie chart of blame. Yeah. And I know I'm going to – all right, I'm, I'm going to just save because I know there's got to be someone else here that – there's got to be someone else in here. So I, I have a take on it. I'll just let you keep going, and then we can get into a oh, side oh, street.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: Third
2: junk pie, 15%. 15% to the manager, Rocco Baldelli. Wow. So I wanted Rocco to make some proper changes throughout the course of this game. Little interesting decision to go with Willie Castro to load up on the lefties. I would have liked to see Michael A. Taylor in center field if we're just going to put a guy at the bottom of the order. And I'd rather have the guy who has a little bit more pop and has a much better fielding experience than Michael A. Taylor. And then there was a couple moments today that were just a little confusing. You know, you, you, you bring in Maeda and he doesn't really do anything for you. You let Ober wear it, but then maybe you just burnt out Griffin Jacks possibly for game four. I thought there was other opportunities too to pinch hit people. And he did not elect to do that. So he he deserves a chunk of pie here. It's 15%. But I don't think Rocco brought his uh, A game, if you will, to game three.
1: The burning of Griffin Jacks is really interesting because the, the game was over. Like, you, you put Bailey over in the game as a white flag sacrificial lamb, I thought, right? And so, okay, yes. he starts giving up bombs and runs. The game is over. Like, what... Why, so, I, if Griffin Jacks is your number two behind Duran, why even bring him in in that situation?
0: So I tweeted that because I'm like, why? Because when, when he got up, I actually tweeted, why is Griffin Jacks up at this point? Yeah. And the response of some was, well, he hasn't pitched for a while. So they might want him to come in and throw some pitches before tomorrow. But I'm like, this game is over. Like, he can get up in the bullpen if you if he needs to throw a few pitches. I I was very confused about that. I agree with you.
1: I guess, I mean, maybe they have data. I'd have to go look at some of the back-to-back data on him, but it would seem that if they were worried about him not throwing pitches, I mean, he could have, I don't know, like I guess you're not going to throw a bullpen before the game because you might need to be used in a close game. I don't know what to do with that. I I don't think it shipwrecks anything. It certainly doesn't prevent him from being able to pitch tomorrow, but it was just a little odd, I guess, to heat him up in a – in a nine-to-one situation. So the other thing, um, what was the other weird time? Oh, uh, Emilio Pagan came on with runners on base. Mm-hmm. He inherited two runners. Yep. And it, and he got out of it. And he did a really good job. But But the numbers show you there is a huge difference between Pagan coming into a clean sheet and Pagan coming in with runners on base. And at the time, the game was still sort of in question. But I also get that the Twins... You know, I think because I think they were down by like four or five runs when Pagan came in. And so it wasn't the highest leverage situation. So they might be saying, hey, if we can bring him in in any low leverage situation, he's going to be lights out. Even if there's guys on base. But I thought that was interesting. They kind of went against the Pagan trend. It was bring five him into a messy inning.
0: It was five rip at that point.
1: OK, so it Who's was low lever. They figured it's low leverage. We can bring right. Pagan.
0: He, in. he did fine. He did do fine.
2: So you're right. OK. Two chunks of pie left. One to an individual, one to a collection. I think it's pretty obvious where I'm going here. But I honestly want to throw this entire pie at this guy's face, 30% to Alex Kirloff.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: I want to throw the whole pie in
0: his well, face. You wanted to bench him basically after the miscue, and that's putting it kindly, in the first yeah.
2: that That was a well-earned error. That was a horrible judgment of that ground ball. He doesn't make an attempt at it. He's flabbergasted. It's fair. It continues the entire inning. It derails you. It puts you down 4 nothing. You make that play, and it's two outs. Like you, you still, you know, you're, you're still going to potentially um, be able to get out of that inning, and maybe Altuve ends up coming up to score. But it's still one nothing. One nothing versus four nothing. Humongous difference, man. And in general, his offense, the plate was brutal. When he struck out in his first plate appearance after the year, I told Judd I'd bench him right now. I'd absolutely bench him right now. Uh, he does not have a single hit in the playoffs. He's been an absolute automatic out when he's been at the plate. Uh, Alex Kirloff wears individually the biggest chunk of this pie, 30% to Alex Kirloff.
1: I feel like this is low. To be honest with you, I would have given Kirloff more than 30%, but I appreciate uh, the entryway for this discussion here. So, Dumb question real quick before we go back to the first inning debacle. It was hard to be fully locked in because they don't show replay. I was a old Macadac was a man of the people today. I just uh, want to
0: ask you about that. At, it was that, at some it was point.
1: A, it was so much fun. Yeah. just kind of roaming around. So I just snagged a standing room ticket. And you guys are you guys are taking the press box, uh, the the posh. White-collar okay. press box oh, seats in the warm... Was it the Sports glass zone. closed probably no, today? No,
0: Sports and I were side-by-side. Side. We were elbow to
1: elbow We were talking uh, yeah. game strategy.
0: Had, uh, bench yeah. coach Declan and manager, was basically. Yeah. It was Both great. with our own scorebooks.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was out taking photos with the hordes of fans of the Scorner Twin Show and Purple Daily before I die. I right? hope your great. security team was with you. Yeah, I feel like uh, maybe more security day. detail for, for Game 4 is going to be necessary. But my dumb question is... So Kirloff did get pulled after two at-bats for Donnie Barrels, right? And Donnie Barrels came in to face a right-handed pitcher, right? Yes. That was interesting to me.
2: Reverse splits. okay. Hunter Brown had reverse splits. Uh, Righties hit him better than lefties. At first, that was my thought, too. But looking at the data, he has reverse splits. I I would have benched him after the first at-bat. You make the error. And at that point, if you make that play, even if Altuve gets the second, it's two outs. And then the, instead the inning continues and your offense is brutal. So that's why I gave him 30%.
1: So here's another dumb question. Again, they weren't showing replays of these inside target field. You know, they just, I don't know. They just wanted to move on to the next batter. So I wasn't able to like, you should, okay, see replay. this. Hmm?
0: I said, you should have gotten a replay on that so, scoreboard.
1: So Altuve, this is, this is where I defend Sonny Gray and put more pie on Kirloff. He starts Altuve 0 2. He's dialed in. Altuve gets kind of an off balance, like almost like a check swing single up the middle. It was not a good swing. One of those where you just kind of tip your cap to Jose Altuve, whatever. Then he strikes out Bregman, second batter. And at this point, I think Sonny Grace dialed right. He came, he he came in, pump strikes to Altuve, strikes out Bregman. And then gets a weak ground ball dribbler basically down the first baseline. And Alvarez, yep. I know he's he's covering a little more ground from where he's starting his run to first base. But he's not very fast. I thought that was a double play ball potentially. If you attack that ground ball, mm. is it a 3-6-3 three, three double play to end the inning? Or would mm. there not have been enough time to throw it back to get Alvarez at first base? I don't base? think so.
0: I don't I think th- he's good. Yeah, I don't think he's good enough. Like, like I think if it's Herbeck... You're probably right. Like there's Mink- a
1: chance. Minkavich, Minkavich yeah, pegs it. In I, I agree with
0: Declan. But but I mean, you know, the play just has to be made. Like it's just the second out.
1: So he's st- but it but it's not uh, and it's Altuve running too. So it's it's probably an out at first base. Correct. Altuve's on second base. Correct. And then Tucker might still single, scoring Altuve. So there's a chance that they still put up a crooked number. Abreu. I mean, who knows how the inning plays out differently. In that situation, I just I thought there might have been a chance for a double play when I saw that live. Like, oh my God, it's just like a, a grounder to first base. Yeah. If you can get Altuve at second, it's a pretty easy throw back. I'd it have to see from, the replay again.
2: Yeah, I went from either runner at second and two outs if that play happens, and instead it's an error and it's runners at second and third. Yeah. With one mm-hmm. out. And that's obviously pretty brutal. So mm-hmm. I understand. He, it, the miscue, in my opinion, does pay does um have the biggest slice here, but or play has a big slice. But the main reason I didn't give him the full chunk of pie here is just because when your offense has numerous opportunities, and I believe with my Saint Cloud State math, four left on in the first three innings against a pitcher who has a lot of fly ball problems, the offense is the biggest to blame. Forty percent to uh, the Twins' lack of timely hitting.
1: Okay, that's that's the fifth slice. Yep, Last, fifth slice. Twins' and lack true.
2: of timely hitting. Even though the one hit, they had numerous opportunities to put up crooked numbers and to bust this game open. And heart of the lineup up, Royce Lewis up, Carlos Correa up. Numerous times uh, with big bat bats at the plate, they failed to deliver. They could have gotten these four runs back even after the Kirloff miscue, and they still screwed up a little bit. So Kirloff individually, I believe, does deserve the biggest individual pie of blame. Yeah. But I think the lack of clutch hitting by the offense is the biggest miscue here. So 40% to them. So five slices of pie, uh, 5% to Matt Walner, 10% to Sonny Gray, 15% to Rocco Baldelli, 30% to Alex Kirloff,
0: and 40% to the lack of timely hitting. The Rock knows and that's cool. how you feel about pie. Now, two of three games in which this team has needed clutch hits and just completely failed. And And I went back and looked, okay? They've now played five playoff games, and yes, they swept Toronto, but keep in mind, they didn't score a ton, okay? In the Toronto series, runners in scoring position, 1 for 10. So in two games, 1 for 10. In this series, game one, 1 for 12. Sunday, 2 for 6. Okay. Yeah. And you won that game. Yeah. Today, 1 for 9. Brutal. So I've got them in the playoffs in five games, runners in scoring position. So you need a clutch hit. 5 for 37.
1: You know, I might have snuck a sixth slice in just a small one for our guy, Royce. I love me some Royce. Thought Lewis. about Dude, it. Dude's a badass. Mm-hmm. Dude's a badass. Thought but uh, a lot of ducks on the pond today. A lot of ducks on the pond today. So, I, I mean, he he's also like one of the biggest reasons why they're even in this series to begin with from yeah. what he did against Toronto. And he so. loves the show.
0: Hey, Royce, what's going on? If yeah, we, Royce we, we is another, watching or listening, hey, <laughs> we, we love you, Royce. Uh, Phil, well, we like a another,
1: 3% slice. 3% slice.
2: We had another confirmation today that Royce Lewis loves our show.
1: Royce, anytime you want to come on the Scornar Twin Show. Appreciate you, man. You're welcome to come on. You want to make some write that down predictions? Oh, you're uh, on. Anytime you want to come on, uh, this is a Royce Lewis friendly zone here on the Scornar Twin Show. But I might have given like a 3%, 5% slice for, you know, that was, I feel like he was a little amped up in that yeah. first at bat where the, twi- you know, you give up the four spot. And I do think there's some value just getting one across in the bottom of the inning if they could have just like, come out of that thing all right it's four to one but hey we're fighting back here too right we're here oh, yeah and um you know he had a chance I don't remember the exact scenario but I think there was a couple guys on base when he came up to the plate in the first inning and they uh there were yeah he just I think he had his mind made up that he was gonna Ambush Christian Javier and that slider just kept you know that that third pitch was so far out of the zone but um we'll see what happens tomorrow man We'll see what happens tomorrow. I don't I don't think today was a death sentence necessarily. They can win two games against this team, and they have Pablo Lopez pitching one of them. So there it is. That's Declan's pie chart of point. Rock
0: knows how you feel about pie.
1: For the twins falling down. I think it was very two fair. Two games to one.
0: And, and I do agree that while Gray was not at, at his best, you know what? He had a rough first. He was not helped there. But then he, I believe after that he gave one more run, and it was a solo home run. Bregman. And that was it. You know what he did? He was uh, a... He battled his tail off. There you go. He battled his tail off right there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Battled his tail off. He did. He battled his tail off.
1: Yeah. You know who else is battling their tails off? The folks at Hire a Pro. They're battling their tails off so you can make a profit off of your hail-damaged roof, okay? So... Hire a pro is different than roofers because what happens is roofers wind up sort of bloating the cost of fixing your roof after hail damage. Hire a pro comes in here and they take care of all the middleman work for you. So you can be your own general contractor. You can earn a profit on a hail claim. That's what hire a pro is all about. So if you have an approved roof replacement If you have, like, insurance-approved claim, then uh, our friends at Hire a Pro who've jumped on board the Scornor Twin Show for this playoff run, and we appreciate that. Here's all you have to do, all right? Give them a call at 651-402-3400. That's 651-402-3400. Or go to the website, Hirea.pro. That's Hirea.pro. And you can make money, potentially, a profit on your hail claim so no there certainly weren't twins home run balls falling on your roof today we know that for a fact Mm, probably hail from a couple months ago so uh thanks to our friends at hire a pro all right boys um let's also shout out our friends at livia here too and then we can get to an immaculate grid our friends at livia helping listeners lose a lot of weight these days yep
0: and uh, a a couple of years back, they helped me, and if you're watching this on YouTube, you can see it right there. They helped me drop 40 pounds, and they have helped a lot of people who watch our shows to drop weight, and guess what? It's because it works. It's not a diet It is a lifestyle change, but it's a lifestyle change that doesn't stop you from living your life. And that's the most important thing. Oh, wait, that's the most important thing until I'm going to tell you this. If you have been procrastinating, we all procrastinate. We all say, you know what, I'll start that. I'll start that weight loss program tomorrow. Well, tomorrow is here today. That's because through Saturday, October 14th, so this Saturday, Livia is offering what they are calling Livia Days. Join now, and you're going to get not three months free. That's been the offer for quite some time, but through Saturday, six months free. Six months for free. So get on this right now. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. If you're outside the state, it's not a problem. The entire thing can be done with their dietitians and nutritionists virtually. So again, six months for free. Imagine the amount of weight you could drop in that time. 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A livia.com uh before we get to the immaculate grid can i chime in with some rocco postgame notes yes from from d- downstairs i think there's a i think there is at least one very important talker here Jordan alvarez has been an absolute beast at the plate by my yeah. By my calculations, in this series, he is now six for twelve. He has hit four home runs. He has driven in six runs. And uh Dex did the, the math on his score but scorebook and said Jordan has reached base eight of thirteen times. So he has one more plate appearance than official at bat. Yeah. So after his uh after his monster day today, three of five, a home run, Rocco was asked about, and it's a it's a very fair question. He basically was asked. What do you change or do you just stop pitching to him? Because Joe Ryan likes to give up the long ball and your dad could hit a ball to the IDS. Rocco's Rocco is sort of, and look how he feels and what he's going to say. I understand can be different, but Rocco uh, said, paraphrasing him. I wrote down this note. I think we pitched him fine today. Um, So I don't know if they're going to keep trying to pitch to him. I mean, I would suggest that if I could pitch around him with Joe Ryan, I might do exactly that. Uh, I would certainly be cautious as hell. But I mean, this guy is really, really damn good. And he is on a heater right now. Uh, He could end your season tomorrow if you're not really careful.
1: He is that good when he's this hot. You know, he's just like, if, if you took every hitter in baseball at their peak, I think he's one of the five guys you'd least like to face. If everyone is performing at their peak power, he's that dangerous. So I don't think you can just like pencil in four walks for him in a game because now you're put because there's a bunch of other dudes in that lineup that can do damage. and You, you ideally don't want guys on the base paths, but <laughs> the way he's dialed in right now, I don't know that you can throw him pitches over the plate. And when Sonny Gray was saying in his post game commentary that I think it was uh, no, he, was he talking about a maybe it was a, a Braves at bat. I think it might've been a Braves at bat, but he was saying like, man, this lineup, like I've, I've made some pitches that I feel good about and yeah. they just hit the ball hard anyways. Yeah. It's, well, it's a pretty insane lineup when everyone's like at their peak.
0: The, the Jose, Abreu home run that he talked about, he tried to throw a sweeper and it just spun. Like yeah. it, it was a hit me. That's a bad pitch. The yeah. Bregman pitch was a bad pitch. Um, But I just don't, you know, if you leave target field tomorrow night and your season is done, and Jordan Alvarez has, you know, three RBIs, two or three hits, and another home run, I think at some point you're going to say, yeah, I wish we really hadn't pitched to him as much. I understand that this is a good lineup. I just don't want him to be the guy that, you know, single-handedly sends me home. Yeah,
1: and I would say, like, yeah, that's a focus. If you look at this pitching matchup tomorrow, you know, Joe Ryan has home run issues, and and there's been times where he looks – unplayable, but I think that was mostly injury-related. Joe Ryan at his best is a really good starting pitcher. Urquidy, who's going to start for the Astros tomorrow, I know he was good in his last two outings in the regular season. I think it was like nine and two-thirds across two starts of uh, of scoreless baseball. Urquidy is very hittable, very hittable. In fact, I think his expected ERA and his actual ERA were over five this year, but his his like, his like fielding independent pitching, his FIP or his ex-FIP, was five and a half this year he's essentially a pitch to contact guy in this era like his strikeout rate is one of the lowest on a bell curve among all the regular starting pitchers in baseball and he's a big fly ball guy so this lineup and again Christian Javier had some of the same things that you would say like he's a fly ball guy and he's coming in here he also put six guys on base without even counting hits and the twins couldn't take advantage you can take advantage of, Ur- of Urquidy. That's not a guy that should shut your lineup down for five or six innings. Although he did the second week of the season back in April, he did pitch like six innings and gave up one run against this win. Yeah, score uh, some damn runs. He should not be shutting you down with your season on the line. Guys like Royce Lewis and Max Kepler and Carlos Correa should feast a little bit on Arcidi with with the season on the brink tomorrow. So go score seven or eight runs and just eliminate all doubt is what I would like to see.
0: So if Texas beats Baltimore, and they're playing right now, um, the last yeah. I saw it, Texas led. If Texas beats Baltimore and that series ends, this definitely goes to a night game, correct?
1: That's I've heard that, but is that official? I mean, it's listed as a 1 o'clock game right now.
0: Yeah, and what's weird to me is the Dodgers
2: game tomorrow is a night game too, and I know it's on a different network, but would they really stack mm-hmm. two night games against one another when they can just kind of have a 1, 3, and 7?
1: It's also weird that it's like, Eight o'clock at night, and there's going to be players that don't know what time to start warming up until Rocco like tried to ten or eleven. That. It's yeah, weird. Bro-
0: Rocco was asked that question and tried to av- avoid it, but that is a that's an well, and I I think that the question was asked more in the vein of. Joe Ryan is not going to know when the game is until late, late tonight. Right. It is. And, like, what's that like?
1: I guess you go in just planning for a 1 o'clock game, and then you find out at 1030 tonight, based on the result of Orioles and Rangers, that you, okay, just push it back by five hours. But it is it is kind of a weird deal. Mm-hmm. So those are Judd's notes. Judd was down there for the press conferences. Uh, all three of us were in the stadium. It was, I mean, roaming around, man, like, this is the first time – in my career doing this like an idiot on a microphone that the twins have actually had a run, a run meaning like they win a series and they've won some games and they're fighting in the next round because it was 2002. So just like being around the energy at the ballpark, even though they quickly got ambushed for four runs, it was super fun. And it was, I, I hope it's like that tomorrow and I hope they get a lead and I hope fans I would say fans still get a little bit like when the opposing team scores four runs like that, Minnesota sports fans, there's that pucker factor that we all get based on 20, 30 years of trauma. That was the one thing I did notice today. It got real quiet, real did quick. Have, so the play that
0: I sense that, and, and here's where I'll defend the fans. I sense that on the
1: Kirillov play.
0: Yeah. Because it's like, here we a, go dude, again. If, oh, well, God. And if you're not going to make that play, what the hell are we doing here?
1: Yeah, it's a huge misplay.
0: You know, a home run, okay, that's unfortunate. But like Declan said, and I'm sitting by by him and it's like, is that ball going foul? Why is he sort of nonchalanting it? Super weird. And then the fans to me were like, ugh. But (laughs) I'll defend fans. Like like you you people don't deserve that.
1: Yeah. Make a play. And I'm not like ripping on fans. I just I know that feeling. We all know that feeling. It's that that Minnesota sports angst yeah. or here we go again it's very it's very easy to take the wind out of our sails cuz we are a damaged fan base and yes. uh i think the, i do think the fans the fans do have an impact and the 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 umpire the home plate umpire two or three times early with Christian Javier missed pitch clock violations where the like the clock was at 0 she and he had not yet them. started his delivery and fans picked up on this and started counting down from eight, seven, six, and I think it threw him a little bit because he missed a couple key pitches here and there. Um, and then I think the ump there, there was a close pitch that I believe on the MLB, like K-Zone on the app, caught the corner for one of the Twins hitters, but I think the uh, home plate ump knew that it was a pitch clock violation, so he called it a ball. And it just, fans can have an impact, and they did in the wildcard series, so don't let a crooked number in the first inning get you down, I guess is my... Uh-huh. That's my fa- my fatherly advice to the young sports fans who are damaged out there. So do you guys want to do a little Immaculate Grid before we
0: part Let's ways here?
1: This game two recap or game three. three recap. All right. Uh, we'll put this on the board here for the YouTube audience. We're looking to go nine for nine. That's how you can be Immaculate in the Immaculate Grid. We are looking for... A Blue Jay who was a Padre, a Blue Jay who was a Cub, and a Blue Jay who was a Giant. A Brewer who was a Padre, a Brewer who was, excuse me, a Cub, and a Brewer who was a Giant. And then we're looking for a Padre who struck out 200 batters in a season. A Cub who struck out 200 batters in a season. And a Giant who struck out 200 batters in a season. Uh, We'll put eight minutes on the clock just for an arbitrary constraint let's go
0: all right so how far back do we want to go with like um, brewers and padres who have made recent trades
1: well Um, we could go greg vaughn right or uh yeah didn't greg vaughn play for the brewers and the
0: padres i think he did because i was gonna say
1: gary sheffield play for those teams yes Yes, he
0: did, because he started as, uh, I believe he was a uh, shortstop for the Brewers.
1: And then he was, a, wasn't he a Padre after that? Yes, he
0: definitely was.
2: Yankees, Tigers, he's played a lot of
0: teams. Yes, he he, he definitely was a Padre.
1: Sheffield or, or uh, Greg Vaughn, what do you think?
0: I think Greg Vaughn's going to be very rare, don't you?
1: So, Greg, I am right about that, right? Greg Vaughn, Greg Vaughn hit, with the Padres hit, like, 55 home runs one year think? for sure. Yeah, I'm
0: almost positive. I'm pretty
1: right. sure he played for the Brewers before that.
0: Oh, well, Let's go for it. Greg Vaughn?
1: Just fall on our faces if I'm wrong. Let's go right for it. Let's, let's, let's Greg, Vaughn. Greg Vaughn. Caution to the
0: wind. I almost knocked my, everything knock my microphone over. There? can be
1: like the first inning of the Twins game. I got so Ron.
0: mad. Oh, let's
1: go. 6%. 6%? That's not terrible, I guess. Uh,
2: I think the O-Dog works here. I think Orlando Hudson
1: oh, yeah, was a sure. Padre
2: and a uh, J. Vince Vaughn.
1: The O-Dog. Hey, buddy, what's 10%. 0.9%. 0.9%. <laughs> Blue Jay okay. and a Cub. Joe, uh, Joe Carter, right? Because Joe Joe he, Carter would work there. He,
0: he yeah. came up as a Cub, went to the Cleveland, then he went to uh, Toronto. Uh, Matt Garza would work for Cub Brewer. Okay.
1: Ooh, I like that. Let's, let's check that box there. That's good. It's a good box. Jose Hernandez would work there, too. Wait, hold on. Is Jose Hernandez going to be more obscure than Matt Garza? Remember Jose Hernandez? He had the, the single-season strikeout record one time.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, then do we want to use him for 200Ks
0: for Cubs?
1: Oh, he was a, he was a shortstop.
0: Oh. No, he struck out that much. Struck out that yeah. much. Yeah. I, I think Garza's going to be pretty rare. I think you're fine with Garza. They're both going to be rare. They're both going to be less than no. 1%, right? I don't know about that. 4%. 4 Oh, good God. Okay. Hmm. Let's see here. Brewer, Brewer, who was a giant. You would have uh, Taylor Rogers, who was who oh. bounced oh. bounce from
1: well, the Padres, right? That's re. Uh, Taylor Rogers.
2: Taylor, are you thinking of his brother Judd?
1: Tyler did Rogers. He- Wait, did he? Did oh, Taylor no. Rogers?
2: Oh, right. Who pitched with the Twins? Right. It's Judge Taylor, right. right? Yes, they because they're, they're playing together now, right? That's
1: right. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes
0: but but he was a Brewer because he got traded from the Padres to the Brewers after the Twins traded him.
1: He's been bouncing around a lot since the Twins. Yep. But he's, I don't think he's going to be. It's recent. It, this, might be, it might be. It could be high. Because it's Foxy? recent. 15.
2: Nine. 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 Okay. Nine. That's not bad. Uh, Phil, did. We used this guy's name the other day. Did Aaron Hill also play for the Giants, the, the second baseman, the slugger? Oh. I feel like he did. Did Jeff Kent play for the Jays? He played wow. for the. Di- I know he went from the Jays to the Diamondbacks. He was in the NL
1: West. Jeff Kent was Mets. Mets Giants.
0: I thought he played for the Blue Jays for some reason, but don't don't hold me to that.
1: If if you guys, I don't know, know on Aaron Hill. I'm not totally sure on Aaron Hill, but that sounds like the Giants are kind of a. Oh, uh, I don't know. I'm looking at that. We can come back to that. Let's let's go through some of the 200k guys here. All right. So San Diego Padres recently, uh, Jake Peavy comes to mind. Blake Snell did it. That'll be high. That's He's recent. Done. He just literally did it.
0: Um. Padres have had some good pitchers.
1: What about way back? Do you have anyone from like their run in, in the 80s?
0: Lamar Hoyt? Whoa. All-star in 85 that they got from the White Sox? I, we have I, learned I,
1: our lesson that some of the older pitchers don't strike out as many batters yeah, as that, we think. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I'm
0: giving you the bet, the pitchers from that era, but I don't know that. I. Once I found out Jim Palmer didn't do it, I was like all thrown off, very flustered. Mm-hmm.
2: You know, did Carlos Zambrano do it with the Cubbies?
1: Oh yeah, Carlos. I mean, that's a good. Let's go through some of the Cubby ones. Carlos Zambrano, Carrie mm-hmm. um, Wood did it, but I think that'll be
2: high because even though he only did it like once,
1: it, yeah, like it was did so Mad- memorable.
2: Carrie did, did, Wood uh,
0: Mad Dog do it? Greg Maddox? Yeah,
1: is that his nickname? I've Mad never Dog. heard that. They Maddox. call Greg Maddox Mad Dog. I remember mm-hmm. them calling Mad Dog. Yeah. <laughs> Back in the day, <laughs> not a huge strikeout guy, right? But a big innings guy. So yeah, and he does
0: strikeout guys. But uh, yeah, again, I'm I'm giving you the pictures from
1: that Jake Arietta of... Jake Arietta probably did it. I think Carlos Zambrano of all the guys we've named is probably the most forgotten. All right, I'm trying so... to think back in the '90s too, but let's try Zambrano. He did it for sure. Good hitter too.
0: Six percent, six
1: percent, crazy. Absolutely Super crazy.
0: Absolutely out of his mind, Not so, but he's a good player.
1: So for Giants, we I am kind of bad with like old pitchers and what they did statistically. But so, that Giants franchise goes back a long ways. So um Carl Hubble. Lincecum and Kane are
2: your horses. With Carl here. Hubble. Um, i have done it.
1: Carl he Hubble is- the screwball pitcher.
2: I'm trying to like it was Jonathan Sanchez, Ryan Vogel did any of those guys sneak up on us?
1: Lincecum's the, probably Lincecum the highest Lincecum and Kane one.
2: are going to be one and two.
1: Um, did Dave Drovecki get to 200 before his arm fell off?
0: Dude, that was so sad when his arm snapped. Him and then Tom Browning's arm who snapped. Was, who was the ace when they
2: went to the World Series with Bonds in O2? Do we remember who the guy was?
1: Guy was the- Kirk Reeder was on that staff. I'm trying to think of that. That O two 2 staff did not have... Did any of the... So Phil, go go way way back though
0: to like the, oh, the New York Giants. <sighs> like the I Carl, mean, Hu- Carl would, would Hubble. Would there be another one?
1: So Carl Hubble was a legendary screwball pitcher, so much so that after his career was over, his arm sort of he was a lefty, I think. His arm it. sort of like hung sideways because <laughs> of it, all the screwballs yeah. he threw. He was in, he was incredible. Again, I don't know. I mean, okay. if Carl Hubble threw 290 or 300 innings in the season, would he have gotten to 200 strikeouts? So, yeah, okay. I, we could add we could
2: add um, Mad Bum to this. But between yeah. Lincecum, Kane, yep. Mad Bum, those are the three horses that won them World Series. Kane, do what you think? Because if
0: Kane did, that might be that Kane might, might Kane be there. the yeah, rarest Kane was a, of the three. I feel like Mad Bum was going to be. I, I feel Kane. like well, Carl
1: Hubble would be the rarest if if we're yeah. right about him. you know? Depends on how risky we want to get.
0: Well, that's up to you guys. I'm throwing the name out there, but I, th- th- I this is
2: not. I only dialogue. feel comfortable with Kane, but if you guys feel comfortable with Hubble, I'm fine with Kane.
1: I'm fine with Kane. I think we're. I think Kane.
0: I'll find out.
1: I think Kane got Hubble to 200, one, didn't he? Once you, I hope so. Come on, Matt Kane. Ah, no. uh, dang
0: it! All right, I'm, all right. Try, I'm try, try, for, try Hubble.
1: Ooh. No, try Hubble. Carl Hubble. There he Carl is. Carl Hubble.
0: Carl Hubbell back in the day, look at him on the hill. No, no, no Carl Hubbell. Okay. Did, now
1: we're just screwed. Fine. Oh,
0: no. <laughs> <laughs> you know did, what? Uh, it was
1: worth It's broken. It's broken. That
0: can't De- Declan's rarely wrong on that stuff.
1: Yeah.
0: Did Levon pitch for both these teams?
1: He didn't, Joe Car- any, he didn't no, no, strike just, anybody. Out. I was, go, oh, I see. For Sorry. Go, go,
0: Cubs, go Cubs Jays for, for me and put in Joe Carter, because I don't know yeah. that people will remember him as a Cub. I'm curious what
1: the rarity score is there. Nine. Nine percent.
0: That's okay. It's okay. not great. We got one more guess left
2: here.
1: I want to try try Aaron Hill. Let's just see if you were right. It doesn't matter anymore. A giant who was a J. I just want to yeah. see.
0: We're like Alex Yeah, there it is. Okay, there it is. Ah. Okay. We're like Alex kirloff
1: Can we see that list of Giants pitchers? Just kind of curious. Oh man, 18. only five point seven average score on this one. This is one of the hardest ones. All right. See, there's got to be a lot of New York Giants back in the day.
2: actually two recently. Uh, Carlos Rodan did it last year. Kevin Gausman, who the twins uh, roughed Gausman, up. Gausman, yeah. He did it. Uh, Jeff Samarja, Shark, did it. Oh. Oh, the former. Oh,
0: I was no- right. Notre Dame football player, Phil. That's your guy. I didn't feel me.
2: good about this, but Jonathan Sanchez in 2010 struck out yeah. 200. Jason Schmidt. That was Jason Schmidt. That was the guy. Oh. I was. I Jason knew there was someone. Schmidt,
1: that's a good pirate who was a giant. Yes.
0: Uh,
1: Gaylord Perry. Right?
0: Did, didn't didn't Jason Schmidt go from like the Pirates to the Braves?
1: Let's see. Well, he went. I thought he went uh, Pirates to, to Giants, didn't he? You're oh, probably, no. You're probably right. Thought, uh, no, he went. No, he went from Braves to Pirates.
0: Okay, and then oh, he went. Okay. Then he went
1: from Pirates to Giants. Oh, then he wrapped he his been, career with the Dodgers.
0: Actually, you Dodgers. know what? He might have been in the Denny Nagel trade going the other way.
1: Uh, two thousand one. Oh, back then, ninety six. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That era when Denny Pods
2: got Let me look at Padres
1: quick here, just so we know for future
2: reference. Oh, uh, so Snell did it. Obviously, this year, Joe Musgrove did it two years ago. Oh, this is a great <laughs> name. Next time this happens, <laughs> if if the Padres ever on the grid again. Tyson Ross. Tyson oh, Ross. Tyson yeah. Ross. Everyone remember wow. that.
1: Tyson Ross. By the way, Jason Schmidt was in the Denny Nagel trade, so that's a good ah. right there. Jason yeah, Schmidt. Something. Or Ian Kennedy. That's another
0: name. I think I owned Ian him Kennedy, on my
2: rotisserie team.
1: Wow. All right. Wow. Wow, that's a that's a deep dive right there. So, all right, there's your There's your immaculate grid, your pie chart of blame for a Twins Game 3 loss. We, we don't know what time they're playing tomorrow, but we will do a post-game podcast recap. Whenever the game ends, whether it's at four o'clock or 10 o'clock, we're not quite sure. We don't know when to warm ourselves up. That's the hard part. I think for Joe Ryan to warm up. We don't get warm up our takes, our vocal cords, our writing. So, uh, all right, that's a wrap. Score North Twin Show. Thanks for making this now. One of the most popular baseball podcasts in America, apparently, over the past few weeks. Thank you for that. Please click the subscribe button and the like button on the Score North YouTube channel. And if you could give us a five-star rating and a positive review on Apple Podcasts, it helps spread the word about this community of Twins fans. You guys are helping us build here. So we will see you tomorrow.